Leadership is something I hold dear to my heart. Partly because I've had opportunities to lead for the last 15 years. And the other part is because I understand the importance of good leadership. I also understand and have experienced the ramifications of poor leadership. Our country is currently experiencing and living through the consequences of poor leadership. And I mean at all levels, national, state, local, corporate, maybe your job or your church or your place of worship or your home. Leadership and productivity goes hand in hand. One needs the other. My goal is to show you how through these next few episodes. I am so fascinated by King David and his story. King David was the second king of ancient Israel, circa 1000 BC. He was loved by his people and is considered an important historical figure by millions all over the world. David was special, but he was so relatable, which is why I will be using his story to state my case. Every single person listening to this episode has at one point in your life served in some sort of leadership capacity. I will talk about the importance of productive leadership, what it looks like, what it doesn't look like, and how it affects the lives of people. The role of a leader is one that should not be taken lightly. It is a heavy burden and it is not a job for everyone. I have been leading for as long as I can remember. I have had my failures and I have had my successes. I've made mistakes and I've made good decisions. I haven't always been everyone's favorite and I have been loved by many. Not only does my experience qualify me, but God qualifies me to share with you what productive leadership looks like. Leadership comes easier to some than it does to others. These people are known as natural-born leaders. Most natural-born leaders knew they were leaders at an early age. Natural-born leaders don't see themselves doing anything else. They exist in all different types of roles with a variety of industries and sectors. Natural-born leaders don't have to question whether they are leaders. It's part of their identity. Let's look at David. David was from Bethlehem. He was the son of Jesse. He was the youngest of eight sons. David was a handsome boy with a healthy complexion and bright eyes. Before David held any leadership position, David was skilled at many things. He kept himself busy even as a young boy. He was a shepherd. He was skillful at playing the harp. He wrote poems and songs, and he was a warrior. David was also courageous and sensible with words. When Saul, who was the first king of Israel, reigned, David played the harp for him. David served and followed Saul, and Saul loved him greatly. Saul loved him so much, he promoted David to armor bearer. An armor bearer is someone who would carry the weapons the king would need in battle. He would more than likely stay by the side of the king during battle. It bears mentioning that Saul wasn't a great leader. One of Israel's enemies at the time, 
the Philistine, gather an army in hopes of invading Israel. Unwilling to allow another Philistine invasion, Saul and the forces of Israel went out against them. And here emerges Goliath. Goliath was over nine feet tall. He was a fearsome sight. Goliath challenges the entire army of Israel. He wanted them to send someone for him to fight. If a soldier kills Goliath when they fight, then the Philistines will serve the Israelites. But if Goliath defeats the soldier and kill him, then the Israelites will serve Philistine. For 40 days, the giant would challenge the men of Israel every morning and evening. But no one was brave enough to accept the challenge. David's three oldest brothers were already on the battlefield with Saul. And while the three oldest were where the action was, David would go back and forth between Saul's battle and his father's sheep in Bethlehem, taking provisions to the troops and bringing word from the front line. Jesse, David's father, instructed David to take food back to the battlefield and check on his brothers. David rose early the next morning, left the sheep in the care of another, took provisions, and obeyed Jesse's instructions. David reached the camp just as the army was lining up and shouting its war cries. Both Israel and the Philistine prepared to fight against each other. As David talked with them, Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, emerged again and shouted his challenge to the men of Israel. This time, young David heard his words. In the next few minutes, I will present to you how David exemplified five characteristics of a natural-born leader. Natural-born leaders ask questions and try to solve problems. When Saul and his army heard the Philistines' words, they were shocked and frightened. They discussed among themselves the reward the person who defeated Goliath would receive. For 40 days, they discussed the problem. And for 40 days, no one stepped up. But David, knowing the answer, would ask the soldiers around him, what is the reward for removing this insult from Israel by killing this man? Because no Philistine can get away with taunting us. He would go from soldier to soldier, questioning what he heard. One of David's brothers saw this and accused him of being arrogant and evil-hearted. He accused him of leaving his responsibilities to watch the battle for entertainment. But David would continue to ask his questions until word got back to Saul. Natural born leaders are prone to asking questions in hopes of finding solutions to a problem. Problem solvers look at problems differently. The soldiers were concerned about the great reward for the one who won against Goliath. But David was concerned about the consequences that the entire nation could face if they lost. Goliath represented a problem, an obstacle. Natural-born leaders see problems and obstacles as challenges worth overcoming. He knew that if the Philistines won, it could change their entire lives forever. So he aimed to solve a problem nobody else could solve. Number two, natural-born leaders are strategic. David wasn't just asking questions to answer for the fun of it. David did so knowing that word would get back to Saul. He had never been in combat, but here he was sizing up the competition. David could have approached Saul himself. After all, he did work closely with Saul as his armor bearer. 
but I believe that doing so wouldn't have given David the opportunity to show that he had tenacity. And David wanted to show he had courage. Natural born leaders use strategy to help solve problems and get results. Number three, speaking of, natural born leaders possess courage and take initiative. When news of David's valiant words reached the king, Saul sent for David. David said to Saul, don't let anyone be frightened because of that man. I am your servant and I will go and fight with him. Leading is scary, especially when you've never led before or if you didn't have the right guidance. Putting yourself out there to lead people towards an end goal is a daunting task. Saul didn't immediately see David's courage. He told David that he was being ridiculous and that he couldn't fight Goliath. He told David that he was only a youth and that Goliath had been a warrior since his childhood and that David lacked age and experience. But David knew himself and cited his credentials. David worked as a shepherd for his father. Whenever a lion or a bear came and attacked one of the lambs, David would go after it and strike it down to rescue the lamb from the predator's mouth. If the lion or bear turned to attack him, David would take it by the chin, beat it, and kill it. David knew that his humble experiences could not and would not go to waste. He believed that if he could beat a lion and bear with his bare hands, then he could beat Goliath. Natural born leaders recall and rely on past experiences to help them overcome new challenges. You are not born with courage. Courage is learned. Number four, natural born leaders use what they have. Saul allowed David to challenge Goliath on behalf of Israel. He outfitted David in the king's own armor. David strapped Saul's sword outside the armor and then discovered he could not move because he was not used to the restrictions of the weighty armor. He removed every bit of Saul's armor. He would fight Goliath as he had fought those lions and bears. Natural born leaders know that what works for one leader may not work for them. There are various types of leadership styles and different leaders have different personalities. Again, what may work for one leader may not work for you. The key is to utilize what works for you. So David took his staff in his hand and went to a nearby stream to choose five stones, which he kept in the pouch in his shepherd's bag. He had his sling ready as he approached Goliath. The rest is history. David defeated Goliath with one shot using a slingshot a tool he frequently used as a shepherd to guard his sheep. Number five, natural born leaders can persuade others to follow them. David's victory gained him a promotion as leading general for Saul's army. But his victory also garnered him the attention of many. David was elevated in the eyes of a lot of people. On the day they were returning from David's victory over the Philistine, the women came out from all the cities of Israel to meet the king, singing and dancing with tambourines and other instruments, and making joyful music. At one point, the women sang as they danced and celebrated, 
Saul has slain his thousands and David his tens of thousands. David was celebrated and loved and eventually followed. Let me be clear. Natural born leaders do not need to persuade people to follow them. People naturally do. They are able to galvanize people behind a goal or cause. Natural born leaders do not need to be extroverts to do this. There are plenty of notable leaders who are introverts. If you are a natural born leader, people will follow you whether you want them to or not. Riddle me this. What does Hitler, Trump, Mussolini, Stalin, Kim Jong-un have in common? They are or were natural born leaders. Shocking. But I never said that natural born leaders turn out to be good leaders. There are plenty of corrupt leaders who exemplify the characteristics I laid out to you. Every leader is not a natural born leader. Every natural born leader is not a good leader. Our country is desperate for good leadership. It has become so hard to find. President Obama, if you're listening, sir, I miss you so much. America has entered a leadership vacuum, and it's not just in the highest office of the land. It's missing in our homes, it's missing in our workplaces, it's missing in our communities, and it's missing in our churches. My goal with these productive leadership episodes is to teach you how to lead effectively and to show you how poor leadership affects organizational productivity as well as your individual productivity. Follow me as I take you through this journey. If you have any specific questions about leadership, I will do my best to answer them. Email me at hello at lemonadine.com. That's L-E-M-O-N-A-D-I-N-E. Or leave a voice memo and I'll play your question on one of these episodes. Thanks for listening. Until next time.